podcast as part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Today's very special bonus episode of 49ers Unrestricted. I'm Timmy Gibson here with my co-host, Daniel Bigelow. Daniel, how you doing today? Man, oh man, am I good. It is NFL Draft Week and hype is heating up and I just love talking about draft stuff. I love getting to do an extra podcast and seeing you more often on my screen, Timmy, is always a good thing. It is. It is. Yep. Daniel uh, hinted at it, but this is a NFL draft special episode. We're going to focus not really on the 49ers as much as the first round of the NFL draft as a whole, but we wouldn't be able to live with ourselves. We didn't spend 30 seconds on our favorite team, our beloved San Francisco 49ers. Obviously the biggest storyline right now surrounds Debo Samuel. We talked a lot about that on our last episode, but we did want to take about 30 seconds. The latest update, Nothing has really happened. Doesn't seem like the 49ers really want to trade him. Seeming more and more like Debo's not coming back. Uh, there was a video that came out of Debo out at a club. There was a girl holding up a sign that said, like, 49ers fans, he's staying or something like that. And it, it shows her saying that. And then the camera pans to Debo, who's shaking his head. So fans are freaking out, thinking that this means um, that Debo is gone for good. Daniel, you saw the video as well. What did, what did you think about it? Uh, it certainly didn't make me feel good just with like his reaction, but Timmy and I were talking before we started recording that he easily could have just been like laughing it off. Like, wow. I mean, it was a pretty cool sign for one. So maybe yeah. he was just laughing at the, the work someone put into the sign. I don't know. Um, but uh, I th- there's so much going on in this one situation. This doesn't, this one thing is hard to, draw anything out of for me personally um yeah you know I'm, I, I'm hoping that that's like a girlfriend or a sister who did that because she has some insider knowledge that we can trust yeah i think i think it just keeps coming back to right now this is a negotiation and i'm i'm not buying anything until until we we know more unless debo wants to sit down on espn and talk to somebody about it i I don't think I'm yep. going to buy anything until, until we learn a bit more. My interpretation was, I don't think much of it. He was kind of laughing. It could have just been like, Hey, why are you messing with my negotiation right now? Like I need them to think I'm leaving so that they'll pay me. Like it could have meant <laughs> anything. So again, Could've. it's all up in the air. Um, Debo might get traded. He might not. We will keep you updated. We will likely record as soon as possible. If there is a Debo Samuel trade again, if it does happen, I expect it to be in the next 72 hours or so before the NFL draft. We're recording this on Monday, April 25th. First round is on Thursday. So if he's going to get traded, it's probably in the next three days. So do mm-hmm. keep an eye on it. But I still think I'm leaning towards that this is all just negotiating and he's going to sign eventually. Yeah, it's got to be before the draft. I'd be surprised unless unless we intend on signing him now and we, th- we think it's a possibility, but then comes training camp time and and it's halted or something just doesn't work. And it's like, okay, wow, this really didn't work. Totally. Then there could be a trade, but I think the intent is on signing. Totally. Yeah. Well, let's move on. We are, like I said, taking a step back from talking about only the 49ers and we're going to do the first round of the 2022 NFL draft. Daniel and I have each prepared a mock draft. 
based on who we think is going to go at each pick. And we are going to go over it together. Daniel, I will hand off to you. This is your baby. And let's do it. My baby. Oh, man. Um, the bummer is that the Niners do not have a first round pick as last year. They were quite in the conversation of a first round mock draft. But this year, sadly, they are not. So um, just to get us started, Timmy, is there anyone that you've seen in the last few weeks, even few days, if anything, who's draft stock has been rising a bunch is there anyone yeah. you've heard about that you're excited about yeah there's, there's one name and it's it's Trayvon Walker out of Georgia um there's been a lot of buzz around him the odds he went from like two days ago I logged on to a sports book and I placed a responsible wager of about one dollar on Trayvon Walker to the first round <laughs> pick I got him at plus 150 I believe and he's currently he was second to Aiden Hutchinson at the time and he's currently now at, I think, minus 175 and is the favorite. So he's been rising. A lot of guys are tweeting that he's been rising. There's, We'll talk about this in the pick. There's even some debate that it's sort of a GM owner thing going on with Trent Balky versus who wants Walker. Shad Khan, the owner of the Jaguars, yep. wants Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. There's even a little buzz that the only reason Trent Balky won't take Aiden Hutchinson is because he hates Jim Harbaugh. I hope that's true. That would be hilarious. But yeah, Trayvon Walker is easily the guy who in the past even just like 48 hours draft stock is rising yes. if you're on if you're on draft twitter at all it has sharply shifted from oh it's going to be aiden hutchinson number one to oh it's going to be trayvon walker and i have a lot of thoughts about that and when we get to that in the mock draft i'll yeah i'll talk a little bit about that he's obviously the biggest one i had a notification from from bleach report updating me on those odds on the switch this morning minutes before we started talking and i was like well this is perfect timing uh, a less obvious name I've seen rising is uh, Daxton Hill, cornerback. There's talk about putting him at safety as well. Um, but he, in a lot of earlier mock drafts I saw, he was not slated to being in the first round. And then I've seen some where he is. I think yeah. that with a lot of teams needing some secondary help early, I think that he will slide in. Um, he is in the first round of my mock draft, so we'll see where he fits in. Um Anyone who's, whose stock is falling of recent, anyone who we've seen, okay, teams are becoming out on this guy or at least out in the first round on this guy. Yeah, out on the first round. Well, I think a lot of the quarterbacks have, have fallen a little, it sounds like. Kenny Pickett with the hand size thing dropped a bit. A lot of those guys, I just don't think there's going to be as many first-round quarterbacks as we've, we've seen in the past. I think this is not necessarily recent, but I think Kayvon Thibodeau has really dropped throughout draft season. I mean, he was throughout the college yeah. season and for years thought of this is going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. And now he's been dropping, dropping for some concerns that are maybe valid, some concerns that I would say are not. We'll dive into that in the sure. mock draft. But that's probably yeah. the biggest name of, of a guy who is just dropping consistently. I think Chris Olave, yeah. wide receiver out of Ohio State, probably going into the draft season before the combine, was thought to be the clear first receiver off the board. And that I don't think is going to be the case anymore. He's back. Not a lot of talk around Olave. Yeah. I mean, even his own teammate, Garrett Wilson, also out of Ohio State, is projected to probably go before him. Yeah. For me, uh, safety, Kyle Hamilton. And again, and I don't mean he's falling out of the first round, his stock is lowering. He, to me, was going to be the pretty easy second overall pick way early when mock drafts started to be thrown around. I, I thought Hamilton could go second overall, but I don't even think he's going to go top 10. I wouldn't be surprised if he snuck in, but I don't think he's going to go top 10. So little, little risers fall fallers for us. 
some some stock getting changed up minutes before hours and days before the draft, but it feels like minutes before the draft when it's this close. So let's uh let's get us started. Let's do it. It's my favorite thing, and what we talked about last pod is how much I love speculation. And my favorite thing about this year's NFL draft is years past, we know okay, Trevor Lawrence is going number one, Zach Wilson's going number two. We don't know who's going number three, but this year we really have no idea. I would bet my it's house be so that, much fun. that Aiden Hutchison or Trevon Walker is going first. But even in the we really don't know for the first overall pick, and then the rest of it is just a crapshoot. Like that's so fun to me. So that's why I'm so excited about this NFL draft. So first overall by the Jacksonville Jaguars, I do have them taking Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, I, I think that I he seems like an obvious potential pick. I do as well. We won't beat around the bush. Um, defensive end Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan definitely has been the consensus number one overall pick for a while now. Um, Long time. Yeah, definitely. This year is kind of seen as like a down draft with not as many elite guys. But Hutchinson, I think, has been seen as maybe not even the highest upside guy, but the lowest floor, at like a high value position is Aiden Hutchinson, I think. So because of that, I, I expect him to go number one, especially if there really is an ownership GM, GM battle going on in, in Jacksonville. Trent Baalke is already like on the outs in that. And I mean, the owner's the one who signs the checks. He's going to win. So if that rumor is true, then I think Hutchinson is definitely the pick. Yeah, and there's talk about, and I get that sometimes you got to be this nitpicky with their physique and certain things like, you know, can he pick his hands? I get that that sometimes is a factor, but the biggest knock on Hutchison seems to be his wingspan and it being smaller than other guys. And yeah, and you want, you want that high wingspan at the edge rusher position if you can get it. You do totally. But at a certain time, at a certain point, this seems ridiculous to me that it's that technical, but I also do see that point. But I think that Aiden Hutchison's NFL readiness, NFL readiness is a term I love to use for, for draft to see, are these guys going to be able to jump in as a starter day one? Or are they going to need some time to wait and hold out and prepare to, to make that jump? And I think that Aiden would be ready to start and play a full set of snaps um, from week one. So that's a big reason why I think he beats Trayvon Walker out. I think Trayvon Walker is a much more, he's a pick going much more off of his potential He's got the size, but he doesn't necessarily have the numbers or the time to back it up quite yet. So that's why I think the Jaguars take Aiden number one overall. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think Hutchinson is the pick. And, and Trayvon Walker is the other name here. It was Kayvon Thibodeau for a while. Now it's it's Walker out of Georgia, another yeah. edge rusher who is probably the if Hutchinson is like the the low ceiling, lower ceiling, higher floor guy, like knows how to play, but maybe not all like the traits. Trayvon Walker is, has all the traits, but you didn't really see it in college as opposed to Aiden Hutchinson, like produced in college. And yeah. I think if, if Aiden Hutchinson is the high ceiling, low floor or the low, lower ceiling, higher floor pick, Trayvon Walker is probably the lower floor, higher ceiling pick just to, to think about it that way. So yeah, yeah. definitely an interesting comparison. We can talk a bit more about Walker when, when he goes off the board in our mocks, I'm not sure if we have him in the same spot. So number two, we'll we have the Detroit lions. Daniel, who do you got going here? I Timmy and I were talking before, and I said that if the lions were to surprise some people, or I think surprise everyone um, and take 
the first quarterback off the board, which I believe would be Malik Willis. This is not my pick. I'm saying if they were to do this, this would blow up a lot of the drafts because it would yeah. just mean there's a better uh, position player all the way down. Um, so there was talk about Malik Willis here. I don't see it. Um, I do have Trayvon Walker going second overall with the Lions. Okay. Um, it was, a, I will say, it was a toss up between Trayvon Walker and Ahmad Sauce Gardner. That mm. was that was the pick for me. That was tough. So I do have Trayvon Walker going here. Yeah. Got it. Trayvon Walker, edge rusher out of Georgia. I went edge rusher as well. I went with Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. Kayvon Thibodeau for a long time was thought to be the number one pick in this draft, really for years. He's an incredible athlete who, yeah, was was definitely the consensus, like this is going to be the guy in this year's draft. And it then, really was for years. I like that yeah. you said that. Like, he was probably said since to be he the came number out of high one school. for years. Yeah. There's yeah. Been a lot and- of hype about him. And uh, he dropped really not as much for on the field concerns, although I, I do believe that there are some. I'm looking at Dane Brugler's rankings right now. He has him at this is the number three edge rusher in this class after Hutchinson and Walker. But it yeah. was a lot of off the field concerns with there were some effort concerns, some of which sound maybe a little valid. It seemed like he wasn't always like fully committed. And then there's the classic like. And I, I, this might be valid as well. Like how much does this guy love football? He's really, he has a line of NFTs he's created. He like stayed an extra year in school for his academics. He's talked about like the things he wants to do when he's done playing football. And like, that's great for like someone who wants to live a life. But if you're investing your franchise into this and whether or not this is valid, we know NFL teams want to draft guys who have these signs of, of they love football. And the lions are, are one of those teams. And that was why Thibodeau, I think has been rumored to fall, but I, I just think he is the, the has been the consensus guy for so long. He's got all the athleticism. I mean, Danny Kelly out of the ringer, his, his comparison for him, his NFL comparison was a T-Rex and an F-15 is how he, how he described Kayvon Thibodeau. So I, I think the Lions look at this and go, maybe there's some off the field concerns, but he seems like a smart guy. He has produced and he has everything we could ever want at the edge rusher position. We're yeah. going to, we're going to take him there. And so I, I think Kayvon Thibodeau, the, the fall maybe is going to be more exaggerated. So I have Thibodeau going second. I simply put, uh, I could not put Kayvon Thibodeau this early simply because of all the hype that Walker is getting of late. And I yeah. still do think Aiden will go number one. And with sure. all of that, I think the Lions will go. The other guy who could be the number one overall is still here. I mean, they know him much more in depth than that. So yeah. I saw him going there, but I really do think that Kayvon is also a, a good option there as well. Number three, I've got Thibodeau going number three to the Texans. And with all those concerns you just said, and the Texans needing literally everything as a, a position to be addressed, and the concerns of how long does he want to play football, how invested is he, sounds like a perfect Houston Texans pick to me. So – if he, I mean, if he's there at number three overall, the I don't Texans know how like, we don't pass. actually need you to play football. Just show up every once in a while. <laughs> and it's money. funny because the comparison I'm seeing the most for Thibodeau is Jadavian Clowney, who went to the Texans at number one overall, maybe five, six years ago, back in the day. That was part of why I put him here. I think maybe there's a little bit of me that just wanted Walker to go second so badly. So Thibodeau could go here. JD, JD, ah, wow. Jadavian Clowney pick similar to the Texans here would be awesome to see that that happen again. So who do you have a number three to me? Yeah, I, I went with a different position. I'm honestly not sure if it's just because I didn't want 
to go three edge rushers in a row, but I sent the first cornerback off the board and it's not the one you're expecting. I have Derek Stingley Jr. out of LSU going to the Texans and Stingley Jr. is definitely an interesting prospect as I think a true freshman on LSU's championship team he was the guy on that defense in 2019 he was absolutely incredible and then just hasn't in the same sense i think he took a year off with some injury he may have opted out in covid like that may have been the only college season he played if i'm remembering correctly off the top of my head but i will i will double check that but it's been a long time since he really produced at the level this is kind of similar to the pick i made with with thibodeau where it's just like hey don't overthink this like there was a reason that for five years, this guy was thought to be the best in this draft at, at his position. And because yeah. of that, I, I really think that, that he's going to go here. And I think, like we said, the Texans need everything, but a, a truly dominant cornerback is, is very, is very important. And he, he's struggling with some in he's, he's struggling with injuries, all these things. Yeah, he skipped his senior season, entered the NFL draft. He just he hasn't been the same since that yeah. LSU national championship team. But he was the number recruit, three recruit nationally behind Thibodeau and only one other guy. I just he's yeah. got a lot of athleticism. Similar to the other cornerback is Ahmad Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. I think this is a similar pick, kind of what we were saying with Walker. He might have a lower uh, lower floor, but he's got a high high ceiling. Derek Stingley Jr. So I think the Texans are going for it and trying to get a true lockdown cover a corner in. Derek Stingley. Yeah, he, you are right. It was his freshman year. I do believe with LSU that he went off. And then um, I think sophomore year just wasn't the same and he couldn't repeat, which was very weird. And uh, I think he did opt out for COVID, but also he was injured. So I think that was, I think because of the injury, he is why he opted out anyways. Um, He definitely has battled some injuries. There's been talk. So I think at the first, uh, I don't remember what month, a lot of the, I mean, it's before the combine is when stuff comes out and, yeah, the combine really sets this in motion, but he was seen to be the number one cornerback pretty easily, even though he wasn't able to play his freshman year quite like his freshman year again yet. Um, and then some injury concern and uh, him and Gardner switched, I believe. But of late, Stingley has been kind of chipping away at being the top cornerback in the draft as well. But I, I think that, yeah, they're they're pretty even split for who's the top corner, but Sure. Yeah, I I, th- I think he'll go in the top 10. And I think if, if a team really likes him and believes in that potential they've seen, then I'm not surprised that he would go earlier than expected for me. So totally, totally. I think if uh, if the Texans don't take the, a third edge rusher in a row, which I do think would be really cool, uh, or if it's not Stingley, it's got to be one of the tackles. It's got to be uh, Neil... Uh, Aquanu, or I don't think Cross would be the first one, but yeah. they've got to be taking a tackle if it's not one of the guys that we said. Yeah, so. I I agree. I think that that would make sense. Moving on, number four, who you got, Timmy? Yeah, number four, I have a name that we spent a little time talking about, but I have the New York Jets finally taking edge rusher Trayvon Walker off the board. Trayvon Walker coming out of Georgia, kind of hard to evaluate because Georgia's defense was like the best college defense ever. I think they're projected to have about 10 first rounders over, I think, this draft and the next draft. Just but again, insane. So it's like, well, Trayvon Walker did a little more run defense than truly rush the passer. It's like maybe they just didn't need him to. Like, and that that's a question you're going to have with some of the other Georgia guys, defensive guys who are kind of talked about in this draft. Jordan Davis is the guy who gets talked about this the most. He's a defensive tackle. We'll get to him at some point. But first round, I've easy. Got, 
Yeah, first round easy. But I've got Trayvon Walker going fourth here to the Jets. Okay. I think uh, Robert Sala saw what you can do with a true bona fide, incredible pass rusher like Nick Bosa. And yeah. I'm sure he sees those traits in Walker. And they look up and they go, he's still here at four. We thought he was going to go number one. And they they lock that up with Trayvon Walker yeah. out of Georgia. If he's there, I see that. We're going to try to speed through this. Well, not speed through this, but keep our keep our tempo going for you. Um, yeah. I have Ahmad Sauce Gardner going number four overall as the first cornerback off of my board. Um, the Jets need a cornerback. There's a lot of hype around Gardner. Um, there was more hype around him than Stingley for a little bit, but as we said just a minute ago, it's starting to, starting to even out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that Gardner's the pick here. If uh, those three defensive ends are taken, I think that the Jets would love to get one of those if they're available, but I think Gardner is the, the next best thing for them. So I see them taking Gardner there. Moving on to, to fifth overall, the New York Giants. They've got pick five and seven because they get first dibs on offensive tackle, which is something they very much need. I see them taking Ikem. Ek- oh, man, I just butcher his name every time. I think it's Ikem Aquanu. Ikem Aquanu. I just, every time I read it, I'm like, I can't do it. But Ikem Aquanu. I don't know. It could Carolina be Evan State. Neal. Yeah, it could be Evan Neal. It could be a defensive end if available, but I do think that for with my mock, with how it's gone, I think that he is the surefire pick at number five. Yep. Yeah, I think that that makes good sense. I think that's a common pick. I don't have them going offensive line with this pick. I have them taking a guy we already talked about a little bit in Ahmad Sauce Gardner corner out of Cincinnati. Beef up that secondary with a really, really high, high ceiling guy who's coming out yeah. of a bit of a smaller school, but yeah. There's um, talk about them trading James Bradbury, their top corner. So they might be definitely in the market for another top corner. Yeah, definitely. The Giants, I don't even know. There's a lot of talk about them trying to trade guys and stuff. So who, yes. who really knows? But yeah, no Ikemaquanu makes makes perfect sense there as well. Um, number six, Carolina Panthers. Who you got, Daniel? So this is where I think the first legitimate uh, team could be taking a quarterback. Because of all of the talk, we don't even need to get into it. You've heard it by now that this is not the best quarterback draft class. I do not have the Panthers taking a quarterback, but in other mocks that I've done for myself, I do. So I would not be surprised if they did. If they do, I think it's Malik Willis. Um, But I have the Panthers taking offensive tackle from uh, from Alabama, Evan Neal. Um, Uh, You've got a run on tackles coming, I see. I do, yeah. I think they need tackle. Uh, they need the offensive line in general. He's incredible. Evan Neal was talked about being the number one overall pick before the transition from, I think it was, it was Kayvon quickly, Evan, and then to Aiden Hutchison. So yeah. I have Neal going here, but could be Malik Willis. Makes perfect sense. And just to follow up on that. I have Malik Willis going here. I think the Panthers, I think the head coach, um, well, I can't remember his name, Matt rule. And then their GM are looking at each other saying, we got to save our jobs. And what do you do when you want to save your job? You draft a quarterback and you say, Hey, 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 he needs a few more years to develop. Keep him in the same system. And I think there's a lot of talk that Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh might wind up going here. There's some connections. Matt rule when he was at temple kind of recruited him, David Tepper, the Panthers owner, is a pit alum and a big booster. But I, I think that they're going to look and say what a lot of people have said, which is Malik Willis has the highest ceiling out of this draft. No questions asked. He's definitely an unpolished prospect, similar to Trey Lance, but probably much, much more unpolished. He's coming out of Liberty University, but which I believe is Daniel's uh, Daniel's alumnus, but or Daniel yeah. is an alumnus. Daniel's alma yes, mater. That is, is what I, I would say. But yeah, I got Malik <laughs> Willis going here. I think the Panthers are kind of panicking and I, I think they go Willis here. 
You know, I really, really wanted to join you in saying that. Um, I just think Evan Neal's, he's so good. And I think that they couldn't pass on him um, with all the, the not hype around with all the negative hype around the quarterbacks, but I really would not be surprised if Malik Willis did go there. So moving on to number seven, overall back to the New York giants. I think because they really, really do need an edge rusher. I have heard, I have not seen as much of this guy, but I know my good friend Mel Kuyper loves this guy and has him going here in some of his mock drafts. Uh, defensive end Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State is is definitely a bit of a riser. I've heard his name a lot yes. more recently than I used to. I don't I don't have him going anywhere near this high, but he's a name that I've heard people having him go above some of the three guys we just talked about. So, yeah, and because of that is why I I slotted him in here. You know, there he might be him and other edge George. I'm really bad with names, you guys. Uh, the those guy are the two Purdue, guys, George. Where, um, yes, it's George Karloftis. Karloftis. Him and Jermaine Johnson are the two guys where I've seen they can be at the top of a first round or fall to the second. So it's going to be they're the wild cards, I would say, especially for this position, but just in general, the draft. Um, I've yeah. got Johnson going seventh to the Giants. I think if they go tackle or any, any offensive lineman, but it will be a tackle if it's that early. Uh, with the fifth yeah. pick, they go defensive edge for the second pick. Um, yep. If they go cornerback like you have, it's a toss-up. I think they'd go offensive I, line with their second pick. but I think they go offensive line as well, and I have the same name as you. I have Giants taking Nick Kamakwanu just two picks later. Yeah. So we already really they like him. him, so we don't need to spend too much time on it. But yeah, Kamakwanu. Next up, we got the Atlanta Falcons. I have a guy who... It's been talked about as maybe the best player in this draft, but he's kind of hard to slot into a specific position because of his size and what he did in college. I have Atlanta taking best guy off the board. They're still in a rebuild. I have them taking Kyle Hamilton safety out of Notre Dame here at eight. Yeah, I did have earlier in some of my mock drafts. I had Kyle Hamilton going that early, but because of Derek Stingley rising back up, that is who I have going eighth to the Falcons. Um, they need a lot of things and cornerback is one of them. So I've got him going there. Um, they could be taking a wide receiver. I do think they might be the first team to take a wide receiver off the board. Um, the, the Falcons is really, it seems to, for them, it seems to be best player available at this point because of, uh, all of their needs. So. Yeah, uh, I totally agree on the best player available thing. Next up is. Number nine is the Seattle Seahawks picking here at nine. A lot of needs there as well, but no one's really sure yes. if they are rebuilding or if they want a quarterback. No one really knows. Daniel, who do you have? I don't know if they're, here? I don't know if they're quite sure yet. And because they're not quite sure yet, I have them taking my first quarterback off the board, Malik Willis. Um, I feel like Willis has a similar style to Russell Wilson. Um, not necessarily a true runner, but a great scrambler, great arm. So they obviously need a quarterback because their starter is currently Drew Locke. Um, but they also have some picks early in the second round. I believe they have two almost back-to-back. So they might try to get a better player here. Um, and then in the second round, take best quarterback available. I know Desmond Ritter is, is tied to them. Yeah, um, They could take one of the other guys, but I, I have them shocking people and going big here with Malik Willis. Yeah, I think, I think that makes perfect sense. I have them going edge rusher. I have this guy going a little earlier than expected. I have them taking George Karloftis. We just mentioned him out of Purdue here in nine. I think 
with Pete Carroll and the Seahawks, they've always wanted to have a dominant defense and you really can't without a, a great edge rusher. So I think they're hoping yeah. Carlo. I think Karloff just rises a little here. It might be th- thought of as a bit of a reach, but that's where I have them going. Next up, yeah. we have number 10. This is the New York Jets pick. Daniel, who you got at number 10? I've got them taking my first wide receiver off the board, and that is Drake London. That is Drake London. Drake London out of USC. Big contested catch guy. He actually played on the USC basketball team when he was there and is just great instincts in the air. Needs to polish up as a route runner, but he's a huge guy. Really yeah. interesting prospect. I think him being the first receiver off the board is not is not unlikely. So I... I have the number 10 pick being a receiver as well. My one small change is I have the San Francisco 49ers making this pick because Ah. came out on Twitter the other day that the New York jets are willing to move the number 10 overall pick for Debo Samuel. If a trade were to materialize, is that true? I'm not sure. Some legit names were reporting it. So just for a little fun, I say the 49ers have traded Debo in my mock draft and are picking now with the number 10 pick. I think they look at the board and I think just like Daniel said, first wide receiver is going to go here. If they make this trade, it's going to be receiver. I think they look pretty closely at Traylon Burks, who I talked about, but I think they say, you know, maybe he's more similar to Debo, but we have to take the guy who's the best, the best player available. And because of that, I think they're taking Jamison Williams out of Alabama. I think, I think if it wasn't for the fact that he tore his ACL in the national championship game, he'd be a cl- the clear first pick off the board here. He probably I won't agree. be playing very much this season. And he's definitely a speedier guy. Gets a lot of Tyree kill comps, although I think he's a little taller. Just a, a phenomenal, a phenomenal football player. And I, I think maybe the 49ers are looking to open up the downfield passing attack just a little more with Trey Lance now and who really can make those throws. And Jamison Williams would be the perfect guy to do it with. So I have the 49ers. Trading Debo Samuel just in my mock draft here for the number 10 pick, hopefully a bit more for the New York Jets and taking the best receiver off the board in Jamison Williams. I'm lame listeners and I did not do any trades. I apologize, but uh, I do. I do like that potential potential trade and pick there at number 11. I've got Charles offensive tackle, Charles cross. I falling any later than this. He's great. I think it's just a lot of teams here need some other positions than offensive tackle. Um, but he, he's awesome. He seems to be a really, really hot commodity, but just is overshadowed by the, some of the other top tackles. Um, I think that if he's already gone, uh, Kyle Hamilton is in the same boat where he cannot sneak much past this, this pick. Um, I think the Seahawks yeah. would take cross if they don't take, don't take Malik Willis. So, yeah. Makes total sense. I have the Washington Commanders going receiver here at eleven and taking Garrett Wilson off the board. Got it. I think they're a little worried about their negotiating with Terry McLaurin, and I think they're going to grab yeah. Wilson, who many have as the number one receiver in this draft. It's a very likely possibility they go wide receiver. That was my other tough option there. Um, Next up is I uh, have. Oh yeah, you got Minnesota at twelve. Say, I've got your guy. I've got your guy going soon after, but at number 12, I have safety Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. He cannot go any further than this. I'd be so surprised if he fell further. It would. I don't even, I really got to be honest. I really hate that. I have Kyle going 12th to the Vikings. I really think he'll go earlier. It's, Um, it's hard to know how to draft. It's, it's hard to know how to draft a safety. It is. The NFL yeah. values safeties weirdly. I have the Vikings also going defensive back here, but I have them taking Trent McDuffie out of 
University of Washington. A lot of guys, I think Darren, uh, Dane Brugler, my guy for draft analysis, has him as the number two corner in this draft. I think the Vikings are looking to rebuild a defense, and I think they'll they'll start with him. That they are. That they are. Thirteenth um, overall, Texans. What are they doing? Could be literally anything. They got a defense with their first pick, so we're, they're going to go offense this pick. I have them taking the potential number one wide receiver in the draft, as you said, Garrett Wilson. Nice. Makes sense. For the I, have them, I have them going offensive tackle here, taking uh, Charles Cross. Daniel already talked about him. I think he falls a little, but Charles yeah. Cross out of Mississippi State, phenomenal prospect. It's a pretty good offensive tackle draft this year, and I it have is. Him, him there. Yeah, there's no way. The Baltimore Ravens. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, there's no way cross goes past the Texans. If, if they get a chance, if they don't take a tackle first, uh, their first pick at number three, there's no way they're not taking cross. If he's available at 13, yeah. too good of an option. Who you got for 14 with the Ravens, Timmy. I have a guy who pretty hard to evaluate, but came out at the combine and knocked everyone's socks off with freak athleticism that you rarely see in a man this guy's size. I have Jordan Davis, defensive tackle out of Georgia, going to the Baltimore Ravens here. He is a freak athlete that you see once in a generation. I've heard a few concerns over the kind of shape he stays in. He slimmed down a lot for the combine compared to what he was at during the season just for for quick context jordan davis is six foot six 341 pounds my goodness if he wants to do this he is a run stopper and he would be incredible in that ravens defense they've got a great coaching staff to coach up someone like him i jordan davis might honestly have the highest ceiling of any player in this draft if you can get him in shape keep him in that shape he was in at the combine i mean the man's athleticism is absolutely insane. It was insane. It was an incredible. Let me see. I just, I just found them right now at his combine. He weighed in 341 pounds, but I think he was thought to be playing at like 380 or something insane like that throughout the season. And let's he had a 4.78 40 yard dash. That's faster than me. I ran a 5.15 when I timed a 40 yard dash, a 2.74 20 yards, which is the second 20 yards. They measure that for when you really get up to high speed, not the defensive tackle ever would. His vertical jump was 32 inches and his box jump was 10 or his uh, broad jump was 10 foot three inches. The man is incredible. Massive. I have the Ravens grabbing him and I don't really want the Ravens to grab him because the Ravens have been so good for so long. They don't deserve a player like this. I absolutely think they will. And I've gone back and forth with this. Um, I have them taking cornerback Trent McDuffie because I think that cornerback or secondary is a bigger need for them. But I really think that Jordan Davis might be the better pick here. Um, And I think just like you, I don't really want him to go to the Ravens. So I think I tried to speak it into existence by not allowing it to happen in my mock draft. Number 15, the Eagles. This is where it can get fun. I think their biggest needs are linebacker and defensive back, but do the Eagles ever draft what they're supposed to in the first round? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I have them taking Jamison Williams, wide receiver out of Alabama, because they need wide receivers. Exactly. And it has worked out and them taking Devonta Smith and it's going to work out if they take Jamison Williams. This would be the Philadelphia Eagles third straight first round wide receiver. I have them continuing with this trend, but I think Daniel and I just kind of swapped receivers here. I have them taking Drake London 
out of USC who Daniel had going 10th. I'm going 15th. Daniel had Jamison Williams going 15th. I had him going 10th. So anyway, Drake London, like we said, great contested catch guy, huge man, still a little unpolished because he played basketball for so long, but him and Devonte Smith on the same, on the same team would be absolutely terrifying and incredible. Yeah. I've, I've got them taking Drake London here. Next up is the new Orleans saints at pick 16. I believe they traded up with the Eagles for they this did. pick. And I have them taking the second quarterback off the board. I think they're looking to get Drew Brees' replacement. And I think they're taking a guy that some people didn't think would go, go this late. I'm not sure he's that great, but I think he's going to be, if not the first, the second quarterback off the board. I have them taking Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh. Kenny Tiny Hands Pickett out of Pittsburgh. <laughs> Oh, going, no, no, going 16 oh, ruin his career to the New Orleans Saints. Well, he measured in at like the lowest hand size of a quarterback, like ever on measure. People are freaking I out. I know, but, oh, poor guy. If he's not even in the NFL and we're already calling him Kenny Tiny Hands Pickett, oh man. But yeah, I have yeah. the Saints taking Kenny Pickett. Daniel, who got it 16? <laughs> it's a very possible pick that they take a quarterback here. Uh, Okay, I'm 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 blanking out here. Did they sign Jameis Winston? Yeah, yeah, Jameis they Winston did. is going to be their guy this year. How many years? Two. I think it's two, and so that is why I have them not taking a quarterback. I think I see them passing on a quarterback this draft. They're going to say, "Hey, Jameis, you're going to be the guy again for a couple of years. We know it's not going to be forever." So I have them giving him a deep threat in Ohio state wide receiver, Chris Olave, someone that I really like just explosive guy. I love watching him play. Um, James Winston loves to close his eyes and throw the ball as far as he can. So I think Olave is a, a helpful target for him to do. So number 17, the Los Angeles chargers. They're someone I've really liked to watch in the draft because they've got a good team. I thought they were going to get a receiver for sure, but then they re-signed Mike Williams. And I'm like, okay, if you got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, not really a top receiver. Yeah. Not really a top third target, but I'm like, you got a defense that's good. You bolster it even more, but I think it might be helpful if they bolster it even more and take defensive linemen out of Georgia freak athleticism that we already talked about Jordan Davis. I think we sent Jordan Davis to by far the two biggest teams people have have as potential spots from the Ravens and the chargers. I have yes. the chargers taking a guy who probably won't fall this far, but if he does, I think they snatch him up. I have them taking offensive tackle Evan Neal out of Alabama who fell a little bit in my draft to be the wow. third tackle yeah. off the board after a Quanu and cross the, the chargers locked up their left tackle spot last season with Rashawn Slater. I think they look and they go, we need a good defensive line, offensive line. Cause we got a great quarterback. This guy was incredible at Alabama. Let's slot him in at right tackle and let's have the best two tack, maybe two of the best starting young tackles on the yeah. same team in the NFL. Oh, so yeah. I have Evan Neal going here. We're going to, we're going to race through these next few picks, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll pull it off 18 Philadelphia Eagles. I have them taking Nakobe Dean, linebacker out of Georgia. Daniel just look raised at his us. hand. We did we the it. Same one. Yeah, let's go. We had That's the first number one. one overall pick and the first, the same oh, number second. eighteen. Oh, second. We had the first. Yeah, the same number two overall pick. No, 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 we had the same number one. No, overall one. Pick. You're right. Yeah. That's funny. And, and then the same number eighteen overall pick. The Eagles have really liked to stock up on linebackers over the years. I think they take Nakobe Dean, who is definitely the best linebacker in this draft. Any other yeah. thoughts? No, uh, 
I think Devin Lloyd is ranked higher than, than Dean in some places. I don't agree with it. I think Nicoba Dean is going to go here. Not a lot of teams need linebacker, it seems, in the first round comparatively to other positions. But I think the Eagles will snatch him up, and then he could be very well the last linebacker in the first round. Back to the Saints. I love this Eagles-Saints trade-off. Yeah. Back to the Saints at number 19. I have them taking because they already took a wide receiver in my draft. They do need offensive line. Evan Neal's already off the board, long gone for me. I have them taking Trevor Penning, offensive tackle, who has he's gone, he's fluctuated up and down, but I see the Saints liking where he's at, and they're taking him here at number 19 overall. Yeah. Nice. Number 19. I have the Saints going receiver to pair with their new quarterback, and I have them taking Chris Alave out of Ohio State, who, again, was probably going to be the number one receiver off the board if the draft was three months ago. Incredibly smooth route runner, just just great. Great technical receiver all around. Number 20. So we we're, have, we're close there because I have him at their first yeah, pick. We're totally close for sure. Number 20. That's similar to the similar way out of the Giants. 20. I have the yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers taking their big Ben replacement and taking a guy who a lot of people think is the best quarterback in this draft. Shout out to my guys, Nate Tice and Ben Solak out of the athletic and the ringer have both very confidently said that this is the best QB in this draft. They say he's the only one who should go in the first round. And that is Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati blew everyone out of the water at the combine. Really, really shocked people with some of the athleticism numbers he turned in and is, is confident in the pocket and is can read out a situation can play. Well, I think if you put him in a great team, like the Pittsburgh Steelers with great coaching staff around him, solid receiver room, and really just a great franchise, I think he could, he could really thrive there. So I have Desmond Ritter going at 20th to the Steelers. And if, if some of the draft, a lot of the draft analysts I read, if they're right, the Steelers might've gotten a steal here and might be locked up for a long time. Daniel, who you got going 20 to the Steelers? I've got Steelers taking their homegrown guy, Kenny Pickett, uh, yep, because he's still on the, the board name. for me. That is the other name. I have read a lot of hype on Ritter. You know, there is potential there. So I've got Pickett going 20. Um, but I, I do think if Pickett's already gone, I think this, I think the Steelers are taking a quarterback. I don't think they have an option. So yeah, 21. I, I agree. 21, who you got? Patriots got a lot of needs. Not really sure where they're going to go. I feel like they got to join the wide receiver hype, but I have them taking Purdue defensive end, George Karlaftis. Uh, He just seems NFL ready. You know Bill Belichick loves his NFL ready guys, and I think that yep. if he's still here, he's going to be a Patriot. Yeah, that makes makes sense to me. I've got them going linebacker, taking a lot of guys number one linebacker off the board. Looking at Dane Brugler's rankings right now, as I've already said, and he's got him as the number one linebacker, and that's Devin Lloyd out of Utah. And yeah, I think the Patriots have always built their defense on the back of elite linebacker play, and I, I think they're going to go to continue that with Devin Lloyd. Yeah. Number 22, the Green Bay Packers are picking. This is a pick they got back in the trade for Devontae Adams. I have them taking a wide receiver, a guy, a name that I've thrown out many times on this podcast because I really like him, Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, I think with his run after the yak ability, his ability to run after the catch and his bulkier frame, he fits right in to a Kyle Shanahan style offense. That's what the Packers run in green Bay with Matt LaFleur. So I have them taking wide receiver trail on Burks out of Arkansas, hopefully keep Aaron Rodgers happy for a little while longer. Daniel, who you got there? I have them either taking Burks. He was a, uh, he was the, the pick B pick a was, I think this might shock some people might not, the Packers need offensive line 
And who better to do it than for them to find their new franchise center and Tyler Linderbaum coming out of Iowa, right? I believe it's Iowa. And he is said to be one of the best centers in the NFL draft in recent history. People love him. Just centers don't always go in the first round. I think he will uh, because the Packers do need some offensive line. And other than Traylon Burks, a lot of the receivers left do kind of group together and they have another pick in the first round. So I've got yeah. them going Tyler Linderbaum. Tyler Linderbaum is, is one of probably the best center prospects like in recent memory. It's really yeah. interesting. I, I can't really examine this enough, but I listen a lot to Benjamin Solak and some of the other draft guys from the ringer. And he's really spoken about how, Tyler Linderbaum is a phenomenal player, but he really needs to run in a wide zone, like offensive scheme. And that's like, he will thrive in that system and in no other system in the same way. And the Packers run that system. I think it makes perfect sense. They lost, I think it was Corey Lindsley to the chargers two seasons ago. And now they're looking to stock that back up. I think Linderbaum would make a lot of sense for the Packers next up. We, Oh wait, 23. I next up is 23 Arizona Cardinals. I'm thinking Devontae Wyatt. Another defensive lineman out of Shocker, Georgia. Daniel Snappin, same thing. Devontae Wyatt to the Cardinals. Same thing. Yeah. Nice. Look at us um, go. That's three. Some guys, Dane Brugler has him ranked higher than our guy Jordan Davis. But yeah, 24, we've got the Dallas Cowboys. I have them taking uh, tackle Bernard Raymond out of Central Michigan. I think they're looking yeah. at their offensive line, and the Cowboys are saying, we've always had a great offensive line. Some of those guys are getting older. They lost, I think it was Lyle Collins, who I think is an offensive guard, to Bengals. I believe it is the Bengals, but their guy on the left tackle spot, who I cannot remember his name, but is phenomenal, but he's not getting any younger. Oh, Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith. Yeah. He's not getting any younger, and he's been so injured for so many seasons now. I think they look to get a little bit younger there. I think they're yeah. going to grab Raymond out of Mich- out of Central Michigan with the intention that maybe he doesn't have to start immediately. Daniel, who you got there? Yeah. If the Packers don't take uh, Linderbaum, I think that the Cardinals could, but I think that Wyatt, is, it's going to be Wyatt or Linderbaum for the Cardinals or Cowboys if he's there. But because they're both gone, I have the Cowboys – going defensive end linebacker Arnold uh Ebiketti, I believe Mel Kuyper, Mel Kuyper really likes this guy there and I like Mel and so I listened to this pick here because I also see the the ability that he has to play linebacker and defensive line on the edge and so I think the Cowboys love that yeah um, makes sense late Leighton Vander Esch doesn't seem to be exactly what they wanted Sean Lee I believe is retired so they're gonna need some help there but I, I do really think that they could go a true defensive line player or best offensive line. I have Bernard. I've seen his draft stock falling, so I have him out of the first round. But if a team is to bring him back in, it is the Cowboys. Yep, makes make perfect sense to me. Number 25, we got the Buffalo Bills. I think they look to stock up their secondary a little bit more, and I think they're going to take cornerback Andrew Booth Jr., out of Clemson in this spot. The Bills, one of those teams that is right there right now, and I think they're just looking for guys they can plug in and get some play out of right now, and I think they're going to grab Booth Jr. with that in mind. Daniel, who do you got there? I'm reading my pick, and while I like it, I I think it's more of what I want to happen than what I think will, so I would actually like to change my pick to yours. That's the other one I had, so we will agree on Andrew Booth. If he's there, and I don't, I don't know if he will be. I have them taking wide receiver Traylon Burks. Yeah, um, I think that they need sense. a guy. Yeah, they need a guy to to fill out that wide receiver room. He seems to be like the guy. So if he's there, I see them potentially Perry doing Yak that guy for those shorter passes with a deep threat like Stephon Diggs. Exactly, makes perfect sense. 
but I really do think that they need secondary so badly. So I do think that that is the pick, especially with Booth still there. Yep. 26. I've got a guy we just talked about going to the Tennessee Titans here. Tyler Linderbaum, center out of Iowa. One of the best okay. center prospects in recent memory. Not much more to yep. be said. Daniel, who you got? Since he's already gone for me, they do need interior offensive line so badly. This guy's got to be going first round. I want him to hang out all the way down to the Bengals, but it is Zion Johnson. I've really liked this guy. I great, think he's going to be great awesome. Player. Great player. Yep. Uh, number 27, Buccaneers. I have a name you just heard. I have Zion Johnson going to the yeah, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Slot in to protect Tom Brady. They lost a couple guys in that offensive line this season. They lost... I think it was, was Ali Marpet who retired and another guy went to the Bengals. So lost some interior offensive linemen there. And Zion Johnson out of Boston college is going to slot right in next up is uh, Oh wait, who you got at 27, Daniel for the Buccaneers. I don't like my pick. Not that, not that I don't like him. I just don't think he's going to go in the first round. The bucks don't need a lot of positions and they do need, they need interior, both offense, defense, but a lot of those positions, a lot of those guys at those positions are already gone. So I've got them taking tackle Tyler Smith. I can't sure. remember where he's from. Do you remember college? No, not off the top of my head, unfortunately. I'm sorry. I should have it in front of me, but uh, Tyler Smith, I have them going there kind of just because, you know, I think they need that position and they're set on taking the best player available at offense or defense. So that's yeah, what I got this there. Is a, this is a team that is perennially looking to win now as Tom Brady, yes. Tom Brady gets older and as Tom Brady has signed a contract that this is his last season. Um, so that's Zion Johnson and, those are the guys we have going there. Number 28, Green Bay Packers. I have them taking an edge rusher, Jermaine Johnson, the second out of Florida State. He's going a lot earlier in a lot of other box, including yours, Daniel. I have yep. the Packers looking and saying, wow, can't believe this guy fell to us. Let's grab him. Yep. Who do you have at 28 I've, for the Packers? If he's there, they've got to. They need that help as well with Zadarius Smith going. I've got them taking their first wide receiver, George Pickens, off the board. He's someone yes. I really like. I'm excited about him and he's someone who I'm hoping goes in the first round to a good team. And that's who I'm getting in my fantasy drafts. Yep. 29 okay, and 30. Well, good to know. Because <laughs> we're in one. 29 <laughs> and 30 is Chiefs back to back. And they need wide receiver, yep, secondary, and defensive linemen. At 29, I've got them taking my stock riser, Daxton Hill. Mainly cornerback could play safety. I think the Chiefs are going to eat that up and take him at 29 overall. Yep. I have the chiefs taking that receiver. You mentioned that, that they need, and I have them taking sky Moore out of okay. Western Michigan, who I think is a bit of a reach to go in the first round, but most of the other elite receivers in my draft are off the board currently. And I think they look and they go more is again, we need someone to slot in with Tyreek gone and let's, let's take sky Moore out of Western Michigan, Western Michigan to do that. Daniel next up chiefs. Again, who do you have them taking at 30? Got them taking their wide receiver, Jahan Dotson. I've seen them yep, tied the, to him that's a lot. The other guy I looked at. Yeah, I've they, they seem to really like him. He seems to fit in with them well. I've seen just him going to them in mock drafts, and they absolutely need a receiver with one of these two picks. And I think they absolutely need a secondary. So I think they're just taking the best available there. And Dotson is that guy for me for them. Yep, makes makes perfect sense. Um, I have them going D lineman here and taking Travis Jones out of mm. Connecticut, a UConn, not the name you usually hear uh, attached to football prospects, but I think they're looking to beef up that defensive line. Uh, good NFL teams are constantly looking to do that. And the chiefs are definitely a good NFL team. Uh, who do you, and then did you do 30 Daniel? You got yours out. Yeah. You had wide receiver going there. Yes. That was Dotson. 
Next up is the Cincinnati Bengals at 31. Daniel hinted at this earlier, but they need more offensive linemen. I have them taking an offensive guard here, and I have them grabbing the number two offensive guard, according to Dane Brugler, Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M. Daniel, who do you have at 31? Oh, we're snapping, same thing. Kenyon Green at 31. There's been talk about him not being the first round, him being there. I think as we've seen in this, the later half of the first round, a lot of teams need offensive line, especially interior. I actually think the Buccaneers will take him instead of Tyler Smith if they're in that position. So, but I do have Kenyon Green going to the Bengals in my mock draft. I think they need offensive line and I think they're going to do it absolutely no matter what. Yep. Um, makes, makes perfect sense to me. Last pick. In the first round, Detroit Lions. I really wanted them to be for, you know, they haven't picked yet, but for my draft, I wanted them to take a third quarterback and it would be Desmond Ritter. But I still have Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah, available all the way into the last pick. And I think they've got to take him. They need a linebacker. He's way too good to be going 32nd overall, I think, in this draft. So I've got. I've got the Lions taking him to end the first round, and then the Lions are up in two picks, and I would then have them taking Desmond Ritter then. Yeah, I, I have the Lions going going quarterback here as well. This will be the fourth quarterback off the board in, in my draft. I have them taking a different name. They already had Desmond Ritter to the Steelers. I have them taking Matt Corral out of Ole Miss. I think Corral is a, an interesting prospect at best. But to be honest, what I'm looking at is Dan Campbell, head coach of the Lions, who has turned out to be, I think, a really good coach, but is very honest that he's looking for football players, guys who love to play football. And one of Matt Corral's defining traits is that he did not sit out Mississippi's bowl game this year. Instead, he played and actually was injured because of it. But Corral is one of the more questionable quarterback prospects for sure. But I think the Lions are, are looking to get a QB. They chose not to get one at two here and they look up and they go, dang, some of the guys we would have liked here at 32 are gone, but you know what? That Matt Corral, he is a football player. And I think they grab Corral there to finish up the first round. They like him. Yeah. I I think that uh, two names and at least in my mock draft to watch that could sneak into the first round is Quay Walker, uh, a linebacker slash uh, edge rusher. I've seen his stock rising. I think he could somewhat sneak in there. If someone's like, I really want an edge. Um, I did not have Andrew Booth in mind. Technically I switched my pick to to have it be with yours (laughs) as I do think the bills will take him. If he's available, they need a cornerback so bad. Um, But another one is Travis, Travis Jones, the the interior defensive lineman who I think that could go as well. I think that's actually a, a better pick for the bucks, but Hard to speculate truly where a lot of these guys are going to go. I think there's some picks that are pretty sure fire, at least them going in the top 10, top 15, what have you. I believe Timmy and I had three, if not four of the same picks, which yeah. I think is actually kind of high for some mock drafts. Yeah, that's more than I expected to, for us to wind up with. I was yeah. impressed. Well, well, 49ers fans. Thank you for tuning in to this special episode of 49ers Unrestricted. Keep an eye on the Debo Samuel news. Like we said, enjoy this week. It's a great week in the NFL season. And uh, thanks for tuning in and stay safe out there, everybody. Daniel, any parting words? Enjoy the draft. Even if the Niners aren't in the first round, have some fun with it. Get excited to see where some of these guys go. And, you know, Get it, excited it for is the second fun. round. Even if you know nothing about the draft, make your own little mock draft. It's fun to see how much you can guess, and you you might pleasantly be surprised with yourself. So have a great week, everybody. Bye.
I've been doing it.